Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 14th of September, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT 2.0. Yeah, because that's the name now, NXT 2.0, and I saw so many 2.0 jokes tonight about Oh, why do they keep saying 2.0? That's an NAW tag team. That's a group in AEW. AEW's got 2.0. They didn't want 2.0. They let them go. Now they want all, all they want to talk about is 2.0. I saw all the jokes on Twitter tonight, and it wasn't funny at all. They weren't funny at all. Also, I don't know if that wedding was supposed to be funny, but that wasn't funny either. The wedding was all right. There was no brawl like in most wrestling weddings. It went pretty smoothly for the most part. You got to give it to them for that to be, I guess you could say, doing it a little different. Doing it a little different. Uh, Real Mr. Pickle says, Tim, I hear that NASCAR is going to Los Angeles next year. Are you going to go? So, regardless of the new race they announced, they were always going to be here in, in Los Angeles. Well, not here, but in Los Angeles because they've got the Fontana race. The only reason they didn't race in, in Los Angeles this year is because the actual Los Angeles racetrack is being rebuilt, basically. They're taking the mile-and-a-half racetrack and condensing it and putting it, bringing it down into a three-quarter-mile racetrack, I think is what it's going to be. But yeah, the Auto Club Speedway, Fontana Motor Speedway, whatever you want to call it, California Motor Speedway, as it used to be called, they're redoing that racetrack, so there was no Los Angeles race this year. But, interesting enough, NASCAR is going to build... A short track right on top of the field in the L.A. Coliseum where the Trojans play. Yes, the the University of Southern California, yes, USC Trojans. They're going to build a damn racetrack on their football field and race there in a preseason race before the season starts in 2022. Wild. Wild. I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to be a really small track. Good thing it's a preseason race, so there's only going to be about 15 cars in that race, if that. But that's another topic for another time. I can go all day talking NASCAR. Greatest, greatest sport in the world. Let me say it again. Greatest sport in the world, auto racing, more specifically NASCAR. But with that, we're here to talk about NXT 2.0. I want to thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, you can help us out on Twitch a couple different ways. Either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel. Remember, it is September. As September, that means you get 20% off of your subscription but that doesn't hurt us. Just because you're paying 20% less doesn't mean we make 20% less. No, Twitch is still giving us our full benefits. So that is great. But if you say, I don't want to give you real money, all you got to do is link your Amazon account to your Twitch account. Bada bing, bada boom. You've got Twitch Prime. And Twitch Prime gives you a lot of different things. It gives you free games sometimes. It gives you free in-game items. And it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you used it on us right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And if you say, I don't got Amazon Prime either, you got to know somebody that does. Whether it's your mom, your dad, your auntie, your uncle, your sister, your brother, your girlfriend. The guy that changed your tires at the Jiffy Lube. The girl that 
checked you out at the Safeway. Not checked you out as far as like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? But bring up your groceries at the Safeway. If you don't got a Safeway, maybe you got a Vons. If you don't got a Vons, maybe you got a Lucky's. If you don't got a Lucky's, I'm Piggly Wiggly. I don't know. I only know H-E-B if you're in Texas. Anyways. Anyways. Subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited, PW Unlimited on Twitch. On the flip side, though, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats do get read live on the air. And you can help us out by subscribing as a channel member. As a channel member, you join the Unlimited Army and you get free early access to non-news videos, early access to exclusive news, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, you can always subscribe, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But with that, we've got this show to talk about NXT 2.0. And they started this off by showing us the new arena. It's the same building, the CWC. They're not calling it that anymore. But it's all bright. It's all lit up. And they have chairs going almost all the way around the building. The only spots that there are no chairs is where the hard camera platform is. And where the entrance is. I don't know how many seats are in there. So I don't know exactly how many people are in that building. But it didn't look like any more than 100 if that. And. So going. Oh, where was I? Um, It's it's a good look. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm going to say that right now. There's screens. There's one screen that is just the NXT logo. Which is kind of cool. And that can be used for anything, whether it's the flashing paint strokes or uh, wrestler entrance video graphics. And then there's a screen just randomly. I don't know because they didn't show this angle. So if we're looking from the entrance at the ring, there was a screen up here. I don't know if maybe there was another screen over on this side as well. We never saw that angle, so I don't know. But there was a screen up in the top left corner. We know for sure that just had the logo on it. It just had the NXT logo flashing, but I think the building, the new arena looks pretty cool. I like it a lot. Going forward. NXT 2.0 opens with a promo from the contenders in the fatal four way match to crown the new number or the new NXT champion. Tommaso Ciampa began by saying tonight is Goldie 2.0 beat done. Did some snarling. And said that he's going to put down all of his contenders and all his competitors. Kyle O'Reilly talked about being one being one win away from achieving a lifelong goal. A 16-year-old goal in the making. Saying, quote, it's about time he wins the NXT title. LA Knight would close this out with a shot at the, uh, with a shot at the former champion. Knight claimed that medical reasons for Joe vacating the title was due to him losing his manhood. He said he was scared of L.A. Knight. Now, three others are stuck in the same spot. Braun Breaker, the former Bronson Rex Steiner, or as we thought he was going to be, Rex Steiner, walks up wearing signature Steiner Brothers gear. He's wearing a singlet, but it's like uh, the cutoffs, like, I don't know, thigh-high singlets, thick straps, and it's, Got them NXT 2.0 colors. But Steiner's wore these colors as well at one point. He told Knight that he wanted to prove himself. Knight warned Breaker with two Ks 
Breaker with two Ks. It is Breaker, B-R-E-A-K-K-E-R. Breaker. Whoa. What the fuck? He warned Breaker he would, quote, beat the brakes off his cross-eyed, off this cross-eyed half-wit. Oh, boy, did that not happen. So basically, the new intro video is what we've been seeing on Raw and SmackDown and stuff for the last few weeks, the the drawings of the building. But I think once we get footage of matches, they'll eventually change that and make a real with wrestlers' entrance uh, video and stuff. The same Wale song and everything, and it was cool. It was it's a cool little entrance, but we've seen it a while for for a while now. And then we get a good big shot of the building. We get a shot of the um, entrance way. A lot of white. Uh, a lot more white than I expected. Do have a couple super chats. Uh, Cuddy Flam says, Do you watch any NASCAR YouTubers? Actually, I don't, to be honest. I've seen one, maybe two, and I just didn't like them. I didn't like them, to be completely honest. I don't remember their names, so I can't say who they are. But I've seen a couple different ones in the past, and I just really didn't like them. They came off just, I don't know, weird. I mean, you want to follow somebody on social media and get your NASCAR news, just follow Fox Sports' Bob Pockris. Ain't nobody better for NASCAR news and reporting than Bob Pockris. And Sean Ambrose says, Braun Breaker looks more like Uncle Scott than his dad, Rick. Ah, I can see that. I can see that. But I think it's like a mix of the two of them, which is good. Because you're like, oh, that's just a carbon clone of his father. No, he looks like his dad. He looks like his uncle. He looks like a Steiner. How would we just say that? He looks like he fits in with the family. So, this set up the first match of the night, and it was Breaker versus Knight in the opener of NXT 2.0. Breaker fittingly came out wearing, like I said, the 1990s singlet, color pattern matching, not only old school Steiner look, but the NXT 2.0 colors. So Knight's new moniker is the Million Dollar Megastar, which I think he's been saying for a couple of weeks now. He worked over Breaker at the start of the match, but Breaker soon fought back. Breaker gave Knight a belly-to-belly suplex, but Knight tried to cut him off. Breaker fired up once more to pick Knight up for a gorilla press, and Breaker dropped him down in a power slam and pinned him to pick up the victory. I thought this was going to lead to Breaker, or Regal going, hey, LA Knight, you can't beat this kid. I'm not putting you in the main event. I'm going to put him in the main event. So I wasn't wrong about somebody getting taken out and being put in the main event, but yeah. Uh, the NXT roster members were all backstage congratulating Breaker on his big shocking win. Uh, Chase Douglas says, when did you start watching NASCAR? Well, I've been watching NASCAR my entire life. Like, my family has been watching NASCAR longer than I've been alive. But when did I become a fan and say, hey, I'm going to watch the race every single week and never miss a race? Like, I've rarely missed NASCAR races. That's been since 2000. I've been diehard since 2000. When I was about 11, 10, 11. Uh, I was about 11. That's when I got diehard into NASCAR. But I had been watching. I would seen it my entire life, just like with wrestling. I had seen it my entire life because my grandfather watched it all the time. But I didn't become a true fan myself until 98 with wrestling 
when a friend showed me a Hardy Boys match, and I go, oh, I need to watch this every day. I need to watch this all the time. Next up, we had Imperium versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. And I go, man, we're going to get a lot of new guys on this show, are we? aren't we? I didn't get as many as I expected. So, Jensen and Briggs cut a promo, an inset promo, as they were making their way down to the ring. And they really felt like old cowboy western wrestlers from the 80s. They got some shine early on. And, yeah, not much happened in this match. Jensen climbed to the top rope. Barthel distracted him. This allowed Eichner to give Jensen an avalanche butterfly suplex. Eichner then covered and picked up the victory. Not much really happened in this match. I really thought they would do better with Josh Briggs, former Evolve champion. He cut that hair, and he's never been the same. He cut that hair, and he's never been the same. Um, Warm Hedgehog says, any updates on Triple H? No. He says, why did you start playing Grand Turismo 3? Because I love Grand Turismo 1 and 2. And when Grand Turismo 3 came out on the PS2, I go, oh, well, there's a new Grand Turismo game. Got to play that. Trust me. Like I said the other day, Grand Turismo has been a big thing in my family. Like all the Grand Turismo games. We play Grand Turismo 2 more than anything. But Grand Turismo 2 and 3, I would say, were really big when I was a kid. Just games we always had on the TV. So next up, B-Fab finally made her in-ring debut. There was a promo from, from a Hit Row beforehand just trying to hype her up and get her over more. And when they say we're we're turning on the lights for everything. Yeah, they even lit up these the Hit Row promo. They weren't in the same old dark recording studio. They were in just a room in the back with some lights and some recording stuff in the back. They couldn't even afford to go send him to another recording studio to film this goddamn promo. Anyways, B-Fab took on Katrina Cortez. Again, another match that really wasn't much to it. B-Fab pinned Cortez in a short enhancement match. Cortez got some offense in until she leapt off the middle rope. B-Fab hit her with the kick and took her out. Not much to talk about. Not much to talk about at all. After the match, B-Fab went to cut a promo, and she was interrupted by Electra Lopez. Hey, if you're listening, Beth Phoenix, it's not Alexa Lopez. You said it again tonight. You said it a couple of weeks ago. It's not Alexa Lopez. It's Electra Lopez. She said it. Electra Lopez. Get it right, Beth Phoenix. Lopez says that, or where was I? Uh, she says that she's not impressed by BFAB. That BFAB hasn't done anything to impress her. And BFAB goes, I'm warmed up. I'm ready to go. Let's fight right now. And she goes, okay. She takes off her Carmen Sandiego big-ass hat. Goes to take off her Carmen Sandiego red jacket. And then Escobar says, no. This is not the time. We're not doing this right now. I didn't like this segment. I thought it was, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I get what it was supposed to be. You're supposed to be building up these two women to eventually have a match. But I don't know. The, the ways that they were going at each other, B-Fab to me always comes off way too scripted. And the few times we've heard Electra Lopez talk, she seems a little more natural. But I think it's also probably because she's been doing this longer. She's been wrestling and being a wrestler. Excuse me, longer. 
Yes, Warm Hedgehog. Alexa Lopez was the old fake wife of Bobby Lashley. So we've got, I think it was Johnny Gargano, Odyssey Jones, and Cameron Grimes all in the back getting ready for the wedding. And in comes Austin Theory. And Johnny goes, Austin, I thought you ran away. And he goes, well, yeah, I did, but I had to come back for our Indies wedding. And they're all dressed like Dexter Loomis in the uh, the black three-quarter sleeve shirt, the gloves and stuff. I guess that's the, the, the groomsman attire. There he said that he didn't come alone, though. He brought a priest because he knows all weddings need a priest. And then in comes Damien Priest. Yep. Damien Priest made a quick cameo on the show tonight. Why? Because they can. That was very random. Very, very random because we didn't even see him again. Brown said he's glad to see him and all of them. Priest is not an actual priest. And he can't officiate the wedding. There he got confused and goes, why is his name Priest? His name's Priest. It's in his name. So then we got a segment that I didn't like at all. I thought this did not hit, and this came off very cringeworthy. It was Carmelo Hayes, the breakout star of NXT. We got some new interview girl, Samantha Irvin, and she interviewed Carmelo Hayes. He says, life is great, and he now has, quote, the juice. But he admits that there's a target on his back because he's got a contract for the championship. But I go, how has that put a contract on your back? Can somebody challenge you for said contract? That would make sense. But no. How can you having the contract for a title match have make put a target on your back? It doesn't mean that people are going to come after you. It means you're going to eventually come after somebody else. Idiot. He then says that because of this, he needs somebody to watch his back. And that's his friend, Trick Williams. Trick tells Carmelo that he is proud of him. But Trick has a bone to pick with him. Trick says that Carmelo is acting too humble. Trick claims that he and Carmelo are a bowdy-bowdy, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know what bowdy-bowdy means. Hayes flips the switch, and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, he's a promo saying that he's, quote, the chosen one. And when, quote, Mello shoots, Hayes says he does not miss. What the fuck was this? This was stupid as F. He like looks at Trick Williams and goes, bowed it, you bowed it, we bowed it, we bowed it. I'm like, what? Huh? I don't get it at all. And I didn't like it. And it came off cringy. And you could tell that they were reciting lines and remembering their lines. And it was just not genuine. And it, Yeah, no. Uh, Magma Lord says, I feel like Carmelo is turning heel. Carmelo turned heel in a half a second in this thing. Trick goes, you're too humble. And he goes, that's why I'm bowdy bowdy. I'm the chosen one now. Like what? Huh? What? Where I just okay, Tim. You didn't like the show, right? No, I did like the show. There are a couple things that I thought could have been better, but overall, I did like the show. I don't know where you got that impression. I just said I didn't like this one segment and that B Fab came off too scripted. That's the only thing I've said wrong. I love the Rex Steiner match, or the, the the breaker match at the beginning of the show. Like shit. Don't put words in my mouth. God dang it. Anyways, I got I got really big damn goddamn Enzo and Cass vibes here because after he said he's the chosen one and bowed it, bowed it, whatever, he started rapping or whatever, like saying things in rhyme. So I don't know. But then all of a sudden Duke Hudson comes out and they just beat him up. 
The two of them just beat him up. Trick says stuff like this stops tonight. Trick removes the shirt and he jumps Hudson. Hades joins in and they beat him down. No one comes to save Duke Hudson. So sad. So sad. So they tease that we're going to get a new look of Mandy Rose. She's reinvented herself. And next up, we had a Gigi Dolan and JC Jane against Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. During the match, they had a to the back, like an old episode in Impact. Pete Dunn and Rich Holland jumped Kyle O'Reilly in a sneak attack backstage. Like during this woman's tag match, they just all of a sudden go, oh, yeah, screw this match. Uh, there's something going on in the back. Like, what? This is what? Makes us not care about any of these women. All of a sudden, there's a, a woman wearing all black in the ring. And then it cuts back, and we find out it's Mandy Rose, but she has changed. She's no longer a blonde. She is now a brunette. So this is the second time in a year they've made her change her look. They made her cut her hair last year, and then they made her diet br brunette this year. No more blonde. So she runs in. Mandy Rose, that is, causes disqualification. Rose is also wearing... Uh, beating on her head at one point before she revealed it was her. She attacked Kat and Zaro. The ref called for the bell. The big reveal is that Mandy's no longer blonde. And out comes Saray to make the save as it was three on two. So the heels are outside of the ring. Baby faces are in the ring. They say, come on, let's go. We're ready to fight. Let's go. Let's go. And when we come back, we get a six-woman tag. It's Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and Jason Jane against Casey Kat and Zaro, Caden Carter, and Saray. And I thought this match was actually really good. I thought all four, six women worked very, very well together. So the heels worked over Kat and Zaro, cutting her off on their side of the ring. Eventually, she got the hot tag to Carter, and she ran wild. Rose fed into her, and Carter got a near fall. Jane jumped in to break up a, a pin and hit a super kick. A little melee ensued with a bunch of brawling, and when the smoke finally settled... Saray was facing off with Rose. Rose has beef with Saray for kicking her in the face a couple of weeks and apparently injuring her. I don't know what all that was. Rose is getting revenge and vengeance when Carter cut her off. Carter was briefly distracted, trying to dodge an attack by Jane. That allowed Rose to strike. Rose delivered a knee strike, and she covered Carter for a pinfall. There's a commercial tie-in with an insurance company that promotes the WWE Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez. I think it was progressive, but I'm not 100% sure. William Regal. Oh, actually, I just skipped the whole thing. Mandy Rose wins. Delivers the knee strike and picks up the victory, pinning Caden uh, Carter. So in the back, William Regal is joined by Mackenzie Mitchell. He says, I got an announcement to make regarding our main event tonight. He says that because of the attack on Kyle O'Reilly earlier tonight, Kyle O'Reilly cannot compete. Replacing O'Reilly will be none other than Vogue Wagner, the former Cal Bloom. He says that he will be in the ring tonight competing for the NXT Championship. So going forward, speaking of Ridge Holland, we had him versus Drake Maverick. And again, another just super squash match. He just beat the shit out of Drake. And yeah, I can't even. 
I can't even really review it because nothing happened in this match other than he beat the shit out of Drake and Drake was crying the whole time. Stop! No, I'm okay. No, Don, you don't know. Like, what? Mutilated him and got the three. From the back, see Ciampa. Ciampa's in a backstage promo and he mentions the 908 days since he's had Goldie. Goldie's his pet name for the championship. Tony D'Angelo apparently is coming soon. Some... Mafia Italian guy from Chicago. Straight from the streets of Chicago. I'm talking about streets of Chicago. Got plenty of Italian family in the streets of Chicago. It's funny though, because he sounded like he was from Jersey, not Chicago. And again, I know what a Italian Chicago accent sounds like because all my mom's family lives in Chicago. It was weird. When they all came from Italy, most of them went to Chicago. Except for my grandma and her sister. Whole other, all her five other brothers, they all went to Chicago. They all didn't come at the exact same time, but basically within the same year. They all immigrated in from, from Italy, from, from Sicily, the bottom of the boot. <clears throat> Anyways, D'Angelo mentions his great amateur wrestling background, but says he can't make money as an amateur. Now, he's in the family business. Well, I, I don't know what. I guess his family business is wrestling, pro wrestling. Sure. D'Angelo's coming to NXT where he says, that's where the money's at. He says, that is where the money's at. I'm like, okay, cool. Next up, the Creed Brothers took on Dan Jorman and Trevor Skelly. Again, another quick squash match, but I'm cool with this one. Creed Brothers and squash matches, love it. Gotta love it. I slowed down the pace really quickly here and just pummeled these enhancement guys. Make no mistakes, they pummeled two jobbers last week as well, and they look great doing so. You can tell that they're still green. One's better than the other, of course, but I think this is perfect for them. Talk about Braun Breaker being a Steiner. These guys are being used like the old Steiner brothers, and I love it. When a post-match promo, Diamond Mine, that they got a new a new member. And Malcolm Bivens introduces us to Ivy Nile. He says that she hasn't had a carb since, what was it, 2006. And she's got a chiseled body. And she was a star of NBC's Titan Games. And now she's part of Diamond Mind. And all the other women in the back better watch out. And then all of a sudden, they get erupted by the Cruiserweight Champion, Kushida. Kushida interrupts Bivens' promo. Tells Bittman, you guys talk too much. Bivens then challenges Kushida to a title match against Roderick Strong. Kushida accepts the title match, making the match set for next week. Then, we move on to our main event. Our main event for the vacant NXT Championship. In this match was Pete Dunn, LA Knight, Russell Champa, and Yvonne Wagner. Similar. The other fatal four ways in WWE, it starts with two wrestlers in the ring, and then they get thrown out, and the other two jump back in, and they get thrown out, and the other two jump back in. Kind of typical WWE booking. Wagner made him look like a powerhouse, a big, strong, burly guy. He got the shine early on before the show cut to the first commercial break. Knight, during the break, took out Wagner by sending him crashing into the steel steps. Not for long, as Wagner, though, was soon back in the ring. High spots galore, with everybody getting to look really strong. 
And uh, at one point, there was a lot of action and quick pace. Champa executed a Willow Widow's Bell on Knight for a really close near fall. Champa then followed this up with a corkscrew flip dive over the top to the outside. Wagner hit an Olympic slam on Dunn for a close two. That would not be the only near fall, though. Another came just before the finish. Knight is able to give Dunn a superplex. This was nice because Pete Dunn's on the top rope and fucking L.A. Knight just jumps from the ground right to the top rope. Perfect form. Like, he doesn't jump up and then put Pete Dunn in the superplex. He jumps up and is, and he's, is, he jumps up and he's coming, his feet are coming down on the ropes. He's boom, right into the superplex, like ready to hit it. Like, this looked great. Also, at this point, I go, what the hell? When did LA Knight get busted open? He's bleeding all over his face. Doc, uh, the, the referee or whatever wiped him up. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, he got busted open somehow, and I don't know where. But anyways, he gets a two off the suplex, only for Wagner to jump in and suplex Knight for another two. Chompa then put Wagner. Chompa then punts Wagner. Break up the count. It hits the fairy tale ending on LA Knight and gets the victory. One, two, three. Tommaso Champa is the new NXT champion. Vic Joseph then states on commentary Goldie is coming home. No wonder they said Goldie multiple times on this show. They were trying to tell us without telling us hey, Champa's winning the belt. Champa's winning the belt. So, Master Champa is the new NXT champion. This is his second reign, I want to say, as a title. And, I mean, they foreshadowed this a lot tonight because there was even a spot in the match where the commentary is like, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, he's the only former champion in this match, and he didn't lose the title. He had to vacate that belt. So they, they foreshadowed a number of times in this match that Tommaso Ciampa was most likely going to be the one picking up the victory and I have no qualms with that. I love it. I love Tommaso Ciampa. I think he is amazing. I think he is great. And I think he is perfect person to be the NXT champion. Now, am I a little sad that if he was going to be the number one contender, we're not getting now Tommaso Ciampa versus Samoa Joe? Yeah, I am a little sad about that. But maybe when Joe's healthy, he can come back and challenge Ciampa. I hope so. Ciampa versus Joe would be amazing. then it was time it was time for the wedding of index the NXT roster made their way down to the ring they were the guests of honor Johnny Gargano played the father figure and walked Indy down the aisle as the ceremony begins we learn some middle names like Dexter Gaylord Loomis and Indy Ophelia Hartwell the official presiding over the ceremony does the quote dearly beloved routine then he asked, is there anybody that uh, doesn't think that this wedding should happen? Well, actually, actually, he first says, who was here to give away Miss Hartwell? And Johnny goes, it's me. And he starts cutting this promo. And Candace is like, sit down, sit down. You're done. Johnny. He's like, uh, it's me, Johnny Gargano, Mr. Takeover, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Anna. And she's like, Johnny, shut up. Sit down. He's like, oh, sorry, I, John Gargano. Give this woman to this man. And then he goes, oh, the rings. Uh, Austin, you got the rings? And Austin goes, what, Johnny? We're in a ring. And he goes, no, the rings. He goes, oh, I don't got them. 
All of a sudden, fucking Hickam and Jiro just stands up, lifts open his coat, and there are the rings. And he goes, why, why does he have the rings? And Austin's like, that's my dude. That's my guy. And I'm like, okay, they're trying a little too hard here. And Johnny grabs him, looks, and he goes, yeah, the rings are in here. We're good. We're fine. Let's go. So the, the official then asks, you know, does anybody object? Does anybody not think that this wedding should happen? Number of people go to raise their hands. All of a sudden, Dexter Loomis turns around, opens his jacket coat, hatchet. There's an axe there. And they go, nope, oh, uh, no, we're cool with this one. This, this is a good deal. Love is in the air. So Hartwright read her vows. She tells Loomis that he has misunderstood, and many people see him as a creep, but she sees him as her, quote, cuddly teddy bear. Some people see Loomis as a stalker, but she sees as a, quote, caring man with a well-groomed mustache and tight clothes that never takes his eyes off of me. She then calls him a freak, and she goes, yep, damn right, a freak. He's my freak. Like that one time, when Johnny and Candace were asleep and you climbed in and they did some stuff in my bed and Johnny goes, excuse me, in my house? And she's like, and Loomis is like, grabs the microphone, is like, quiet, quiet, quiet. He doesn't say that, but he's like trying to tell her to be quiet. And she's like, uh, no, yeah, mm, never mind. So Gargano, the Garganos are like, what? You did what in my house, young, young lady? Oh, that was pretty damn funny. I, I, I popped for that spot. So, Indy says that Dexter is cute when he is upset like this. She also put him over for never losing a staring contest. And she says, they understand each other. And she loves him. And the guests pop with applause. Now, it's Dexter's turn to recite his vows. The crowd hushed. The building grew quiet. With the notion of Dexter might speak. And he gives a thumbs up. The wedding efficient. Calls out Loomis, saying, Harwell pulled her, poured her heart out, and you can't say anything? And all of a sudden, Loomis snatches him up and chokes him out. Puts him to sleep right there in the ring. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then they go... Johnny, you officiate the wedding. He's like, me? No, I can't do that. No, I can't do it. Hold on, hold on. Regal. Regal. You do it. You're the general manager. You've got some sort of authority around here. Regal. Regal. And they get the crowd chanting, Regal, Regal, Regal. Everyone wants Regal to officiate the wedding. And Regal's sitting there like, <laughs> me? No. I ain't doing this. No, I'm just sitting here watching. And all of a sudden, Beth Phoenix would walk up. The biggest index supporter of them all. The one that basically told Indy, don't worry about what others think. You do you. She says, I knew chaos may happen. I knew something like this may go down. So last night, I went online and I got ordained. I can finish off this wedding. Let's cut to the chase. And as she says that, Andre Chase steps up and goes, did somebody say Andre Chase? And they're like, no, nobody said Andre Chase. Wadisey Jones grabs him by the shoulders, squeezes and sits him down. 
And the crowd starts chanting, Odyssey, 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 Odyssey. Beth then does the whole, do you, Indy, give your hand in marriage to this man, as long as you both shall live by, what does she say? She goes, as long as you both shall live. For, what was it? I didn't write it down, but I should have. She says, both as, you, as long as you both shall live for real medical and some, something or other reasons, not by a hatchet or an axe or something like that. And then he says, I do. Phoenix then asks the same thing to Loomis, and there's a long pause. Phoenix goes, oh, I guess I'm going to take that as a yet. Yeah. And he grabs the microphone, shakes his head, and then goes, I do. And the crowd and the guests, everybody in that building went wild for Dexter Loomis saying, I do. Phoenix says, and now pronounced you man and wife, you may kiss the bride. And the couple make out. All of a sudden, the camera starts to pan back. And when it pans back, it pans back to the back. And a screen. And it keeps panning. And we see the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, is watching the wedding. He's watching the wedding. All of a sudden, Braun Breaker would walk up. He congratulated Tommaso Ciampa on becoming the new champion. And they shake hands in a show of respect. Yet the moment gets tense. There's an awkward moment where Breaker would not take his eyes off the NXT Championship. Ciampa notices, and the show fades to black. It was that Ciampa's first title defense. Braun Breaker, he'll pick up a couple more big wins and then challenge Ciampa for the belt. I wouldn't be against it. I'm almost saying put the title on the guy. I almost say let him beat Ciampa. I don't want to see someone beat Ciampa right now. Ciampa's a great NXT champion. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, oh, how do I phrase this? I wouldn't be against the move. You want to put somebody new in that role, but you didn't want to do it tonight? Understandably. I, I totally get it. But this is a guy, not only can you build NXT around, but eventually going to be a big star on the main roster. A big star. You can change that damn name from Braun Breaker, though, because that's just a that's just a 1990s professional wrestling name, if I've ever heard one. Braun Breaker. Like, what? Huh? But regardless, overall, I thought this was a pretty good episode of NXT. I really liked this, this show. I enjoyed the wedding more than I expected to, that's for sure. I thought there were some cheesy moments in there, but for the most part, I enjoyed the wedding more than I thought I would. Main event, 4-4-way, great match for the title. Perfect person to put that belt on right now as you're restarting NXT and Joe can't have the belt. But yeah, overall, I thought the show was pretty dang good. But now, I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's NXT. Remember, if you want to text into the show, let me know your thoughts. You can do so at 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 83% of you thought tonight's NXT was just all right, and 17% liked the show. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 60% liked the show, 32% thought it was just all right, and 9% did not like tonight's NXT. No. 
No, I didn't say I loved the wedding. I said I liked it more than I thought I would. I never said I loved it. Going forward, text messages here. This person says, what are your thoughts on Ciampa becoming the NXT champion? We talked about that. I love this. Ciampa says, is Johnny Gargano babyface now? And who else's contract don't... If we haven't reported anything on contract stuff, it means we don't know anything further. So I can't answer that question about contract stuff. And also, your back half of your question doesn't even make sense. As far as Johnny being a babyface, I don't know. He's a tweener. He does both. Um, which says, what do you think about NXT tonight? Be honest. Who should challenge for the NXT Tag Team Championships and Women's Tag Team Championships as well? I don't know about that because it's like we know they're revamping a lot of things. So we don't know what, like, we didn't really see any tag teams tonight. Imperium got a big win, but they just lost a tag title shot. So they shouldn't be getting another shot anytime soon. You can't just say whatever these, you know, other guys, I can't remember their names all of a sudden that they faced. They lost, so it's not like you're going to give them a shot. It was Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen. For the women's tag titles, maybe eventually, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. It says, love the new setup for NXT. What do you think of Mandy's new look? And who do you predict to be Odyssey Jones' first opponent on NXT 2.0? Anybody? It's not like Odyssey Jones. That's a kind of a question you can't answer. That's like me saying, that's like someone asking me, hey, Tim, who do you think LA Knight's going to fight next week on NXT? Like, I don't fucking know. It's not like he's a champion, Odyssey Jones, and so I can kind of predict maybe who's next in line to challenge him for his belt. says, I think they nixed 205 Live since the Cruiserweight Championship is now. No, they filmed 205 Live before NXT tonight, actually. If you check out the video I put up on our Twitter of first look at inside the, the new arena, it's got the 205 Live ring skirts on because, like I said, they filmed 205 Live before the show, before it went on the air on the USA Network. Chris says, with Ciampa winning, is he going to be a babyface champ? And who do you see him feuding with? And what do you think is next for LA Knight? Again, uh, it's another one. I don't know what LA Knight's going to do next week because he's just a guy right now. He's not in line for anything or no one's going to challenge him. As far as who could challenge Ciampa next, well, Ciampa's probably going to be a babyface. But they kind of, I don't know, because they positioned Breaker as a babyface as well. I can see Ciampa being what they'd call a tweener where he can... Be a heel when he has to face a baby face, but be a baby face when he has to face a heel. But I do think that his next challenger will probably be Breaker. They may do something before that just to keep building up Breaker first. But his first real next challenge is going to be Braun Breaker probably. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember to follow us on social media, Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited and follow us on Twitter, of course, at PW Unlimited. But with that, guys, have a great night. I'll be back tomorrow to talk AEW Dynamite. I'll see you next time.